Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to The Good Stuff. I'm Jacob Schick, and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Ashley Schick. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you here. Jake and I are proud Texans who love to travel. We love to spend time with our family. We have two beautiful boys and spend our days working with veterans, first responders, law enforcement officers, frontline healthcare workers, and their families and doing rewarding work with that. So we consider ourselves blessed. You know, we truly believe that everybody's got a story worth telling not only about the peaks, but more importantly about the valleys and what's got them to where they are today. Our guests today, Lila and Jeremy Stewart, are the very reason that I get to once again wear flip-flops, and it's awesome. It is awesome, especially because we live in Texas and it's hot as heck most of the year. That's one way to say it, yeah. They are the founders of Hari Mari. We've known them for quite a few years now. They've become very dear friends of ours. You don't just get to wear flip-flops, you get to wear awesome flip-flops. Yeah, and awesome shorts and shirts and other stuff, all thanks to my cousin Luke. Yeah, which is a great story about how we met this incredible couple. But one of the things that drew us to them, not only are they a married couple that run a business together, they've been married for 13 years and have their two beautiful children, but we fell in love with their hearts because oh of my gosh, yeah. their desire to give back and found out that they actually give 1% of sales to families and children battling pediatric cancer. They're an incredible, incredible power couple. They epitomize right things, right reasons, and the rest will take care of itself. Work ethic is second to none. Nothing was given to them. You know, they, they essentially bet the farm on making sure this would be successful and not only survive, but thrive. And, 
And they are now, by the grace of God, thriving. Absolutely. Like couple goals for us, business goal for yeah. us equals Lila and Jeremy. And it's their story. I remember we we went over to their warehouse and then they opened up their brick and mortar shop in Dallas. And we went over there, had a nice little gathering and the whole family was out. And I remember that because we had just gotten off a plane. Yeah, we went straight over there. And we were scrubbing pretty hard. Yeah, but we had our flip flops on. But you remember how dressed up people were? Yeah. And we walked in and you looked at me and you gave me this look like, how dare you let me do this? And I was like, I didn't know. No, we just thought it was like a barbecue and we show up and everyone is in their Dallas best, which I always joke about because I'm from Austin and Austin, perfectly acceptable to wear a t-shirt and flip-flops to everything, but Dallas, not so much. Well, we're not going to sit here and get started about the difference (laughs) between Dallas and Austin. But it was a flip-flop company, so we felt comfortable wearing our flip-flops. But it's so incredible what they've been able to build. And I remember when we went to their warehouse and we sat down with them and they started telling us, oh yeah, because we thought, oh, they have this beautiful, sleek brand and these great flip-flops. And then they sit down and tell us their story. Mm -hmm. And we were like, whoa, we can't believe you not only went through all that, but then you continued and made this dream a reality. And not only that, they're very, very talented people collectors. Right. They're able to put an unbelievable tribe around them to really help push the brand and promote the brand and course, which has a significant impact on the bottom line. And that's just goes to show you that they lead with their heart. And it's because of all of these things that we just had to have them on the good stuff. We wanted them to come tell their story. Super stoked. Super stoked to have them on and get some Hari Mari soul food. Thank you so much for having us. So happy Welcome. to be with you too. It's so good to see y'all in person. I know, right? Thanks for like having forever. Me, yes, Appreciate absolutely. It. So our story with you actually started because prior to Jake getting injured in Iraq, he wore boots and flip-flops all the time. That's all he wore. And once he had a prosthetic leg, he couldn't find a flip-flop to fit on that prosthetic. And his cousin Luke actually reached out to y'all. And said, you know, hey, this is the story of my cousin Jake. You know, can you do anything about it? Because he was already a huge fan of your brand. And not only did y'all say, yes, we can do something about it. You created a flip-flop that fits and stays on his prosthetic leg. But then you rolled it into an actual item that you give called Freedom Flops that you give out to veterans, first responders, law enforcement officers who have lost a limb in duty or combat. It's just an incredible story. Yeah, I'm an ambassador, right? For yeah. life, whether you like yeah. it or not. Yeah, you're okay. an official. Am I, yeah. am I on yes. the website? You're listed high on the website. Okay. Our Freedom Flops video is on the site. Yet. I, 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 just, I just, was just checking. He wants to know where his badge is. Just like the flight wings that kids get. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like something Noted. that, you know. Flop. Yeah. Got it. You've got flip flops on your feet, so. A pair. Um, <laughs> and, and in this hundred and in this hundred degree plus temperatures in Texas, it's, it's no, they're great flops. They're great no, shoes. they are awesome. And here's the thing. Luke didn't even tell me. He just did it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like, Jake, uh, hey, when you got some time, I, I want you to go with me to the store, Hari Mari, and uh, you know, just check it out. He was trying to surprise me, right? And you know, nailing down my calendar, you know how easy that is. And it was like, okay, bro, where where are they located? And he told me, and I was like, oh, that's like, I'm at a lot, like an hour and a half to two hours for this evolution, and I don't know that I'm gonna be able to do that. And finally, <laughs> he just gave them to me. He was like. Dude, this is why I went. And I was like, well, if you would have told me that, I would have gone. But the fact that you guys, you know, took it amongst yourselves, I mean, it just is an example of your heart and your character. 
just straight up. And and that's when I was like, oh, well, you didn't tell me they were rad. I mean, I'll make time for that. Like it was something that was truly a liberating experience because it was the first time literally I had had flops on my feet since 2004. The last time I wore them was on the base at Al-Assad to the shower trailer. Last time I wore flip-flops. And I remember how frustrating it was. Goosebumps. You know? And, and so what year was that, 2018 when we made them? 2017? 17, 18. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And then the whole Freedom Floss program was created in birth. And you guys have become your family to us. Like and I gotcha. It's like, you know, it's it's awesome to see. It's like God knows what he's doing. I still have those flops that I still wear. I probably shouldn't. It's probably not safe. They probably should have a little... <laughs> Well, adhesive. Yeah, yeah, right. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> but to do that, and I think you know, Lila, you you mentioned that you're you're super big time military supporters. You get it, and the fact that you guys dug in that had to be a moment for you guys where you think about the connections of the drive to get something like this done. I'm just curious as to what what went through your mind, like. Because I don't think Freedom Flops was, I think at that point it was like, let's see if we can get these flops for this dude with the fake leg. <laughs> we had no idea. I mean, literally, the, the idea was born because of you. And we had no idea of the size of the community, right? You're, you're the one that said, hey, I know a lot of people, a lot of people who miss wearing flip-flops. And Lyle and I are like, what? I'm like, really? Yeah. And that, so it was really your idea that became the impetus behind Freedom Flops. And so you said, hey, look, could you all do 100 more pairs? But also I'm meeting you, you know? Yeah. I'm sure we met you. I was like, okay, not only do I want to be friends with this guy, but whatever, however many flip-flops you need for this program, sign me up. I don't know if we would have done that for anybody. I think it was a special connection yeah. to you that we had and felt immediately. And also because we do want to support the military. But put it all together, it was really you. Yeah. You inspired us to want to do it and Thanks, continue Luke. doing it. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Do you remember the first time we met? I started crying. <laughs> you made her cry the first no, time. I don't even know if you saw. I was because I was trying to hide, hide it. it. Yeah, you're not a. You, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't so, peg you as a public crier. I was so overwhelmed. Jeremy told me about Luke and everything and about bringing the flops over. And both my grandfathers were in the military, and we are diehard military supporters. And when Jeremy told me that he was doing this freedom flop deal, I was like. Lord, it's one thing just talking about it, but it's a whole nother thing when you see somebody wearing them. And when you walked in our office that day and you were wearing them and you just wanted to come by and say thank you, I was bawling, crying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Lila, keep it together. Like, you don't know this man. Keep her cool. But I literally was like wiping away tears and looking away to be sure that you didn't see me. But, um, but I think that's beautiful because it's, again, goes back to when you birthed the idea of the company and wanting to give back and to contribute because you've got those hearts and you're that kind of people to be able to see something that you created helping someone who loves to wear flip-flops that couldn't for years. Those are the paychecks. That's what Jake and I call them. Those are the real paychecks. Getting yeah. to see that and, and having gratitude for something that you helped create. I just think it's a, an awesome thing because it speaks volumes of your character. I mean, it was this... Shot in the dark about this guy with this fake leg that wanted flip-flops. Well, I just love that, you know, Jeremy's so busy, right? And I remember him telling, and he didn't tell me he was doing this. Because I remember seeing the initial email from Luke. 
but Jeremy being Jeremy and like so humble and like the silent yeah. ninja, I yeah. had no that, idea. That's a code for bad communicator between <laughs> husband and wife, by the way. No, there, I thought there, was... There's the prime example of your humility on display right there. I thought it was so sweet. And I remember Jeremy came home and with everything going on with production, he made the time to sit down and talk with the factory and be sure that they did it and carry the pairs home with him and then follow through with it just on his own. And I just thought that was so cool. And then we hit the jackpot because they were for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the Freedom Plus program is, I mean, clearly near and dear to my heart. And may, not just because, you know, I got wounded in combat and I have a prosthetic leg. Like, I know what I did, right? I know, and I don't need accolades for that. I mean, I volunteered. Nobody owes me anything. But the fact that my cousin on his own accord, yeah, who spent yeah. time with me when I was in the hospital and went out of his way to try and be big, fun, gregarious Luke. And mm. I was not fun to be around for a long time. And it just, it, again, it's the little things. I don't know. It's a cliche saying, but it is, yeah. it's the little things like the good stuff is made up in all of these small things that are seemingly so minute, but they're not, they're huge. And that's, what's beautiful about this Freedom Flops and the birth of it. Why had you decided to start this company? I feel like the way we tell it is different from one another just because it speaks to our personalities, but it comes to the same thing, obviously. So Jeremy and I had a really cool opportunity back in 2007 to move to Jakarta, Indonesia. Born and raised in Dallas and had to Google where it was, not going to lie. And it was a job offer for Jeremy, and it was too cool of an opportunity to say no. So we sold our cars and put what we owned in storage and, and took off. And we were there for three years, from 2007 to 2010. And there's no short way of telling the story, but I promise I'll bring it full circle. So Jeremy was there working on a presidential campaign. I wasn't able to get a work visa, which was a struggle because I'd always worked, but ended up being a blessing because I was able to volunteer for the first time in my adult life. And I ended up getting on the board for the American Women's Association and Spent my time helping kids in orphanages in and around Jakarta. But living in a place like Indonesia, where families live on less than a dollar a day, and there's no access to health care, there's like really no formal trash or sewage system. It's, it's pretty third world. It was life-changing for me, both of us, but it was um, pretty wild. And so Jeremy was working on quite a few projects as part of the presidential campaign, and I'll have him tell the story that he, the way he likes to tell it in the sec too, but... Um, one of the things that they worked on was producing a documentary film about malnutrition, specifically how it affects kids. So we just had this like crazy, wild, crazy, rewarding, sad, like all the things experience living there for three years. For me, especially moving back in 2010, jumping back into my old job, which I loved prior to moving, just wasn't of interest. Like I, I was changed. Like I wanted to do something philanthropic. I wanted to do something that was ours. We were just different people after having that kind of experience. So that's the why behind Hari. So Hari in, in the Indonesian language means of the sun. Mari in Latin means of the sea. Kind of a fun play on words pertaining to flip-flops, but allowing us to kind of bring it full circle. But the idea to start the business was Jeremy. So I'll let you take it from there. I just like flip-flops. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Super it's easy. Keep convenient. it simple. Yeah. And... You know, when you were telling that, like, I was thinking, you, you see all this, this third world, it is, it's a culture shock. I mean, I remember the first time I experienced it and I was like, oh, I am so ungrateful. Yeah. 
I'm so, like I disgust me. I was a teenager too. Would you say a lot of suffering over there? Absolutely. I was probably borderline depressed while we were living there, just seeing that kind of poverty day in and day out. But my take, like, it was almost was different because I think that even in like abject poverty, where like Lila said, eighty percent of their population lives on less than a dollar a day, there was still a ton of happiness. Yeah, absolutely. I was still just about to ask, and still, would you say, yeah, in your experience, watching what you consider tremendous suffering? That they were a happier people than people here. For sure. Yeah. And I think yeah. and that's the reflection point, right? We're like, if they're happy and- Have nothing. Yeah. Or living on literally nothing per day, what do I have to My problems about? seem- What do I have to complain about? Pretty damn trivial. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Do you think it'd be safe to say that that experience and those Indonesian people played a hand in the success of Harimar? Because you refused to quit. Yeah, I think unquestionably. I think that the, the, the idea of helping others too, I think, was born out of that same experience, right? Not only was it a point of being able to look at what we had and knowing that really these like little material things that we all kind of collect like trinkets. It doesn't mean anything, right? It was us. It's us that they kind of came through out of that experience and mattered the most. And our, you know, being together and, you know, our love for each other, but it was also the ability to, to kind of take that and hopefully make a positive out of it. Because like I yeah. said, I mean, a lot of what she was working on was related to helping kids. And I think one of the things we saw that really affected us in a similar way is that when she had donations come in, whether it be, like beds for kids, like beds for kids in an orphanage, right? I mean, 
pretty basic stuff. Part, part of this group that I was in was called the American or- Women's Association. And it was all women that were there for the most part because their husbands are in the gas and oil industry, right? Which is pretty ripe over there in that part of the world. And so we would hit up all of their husbands' companies for donations. Then we would go fill up these buses or trucks, whatever we could get, and go make deliveries and drop-offs to the orphanages. And it was like the coolest days of my life. It was just so incredible. And we would go back a few weeks later to see those same kids or like for site visits, and all of it would be gone. Because the owners or the people running the orphanages would sell it, and the country just rotated the managers of the orphanages to keep basically the corruption alive, essentially. And it was awful. It was terrible. So when we started this, we said, look, let's try to do something that where we know we're having a direct effect. We know that none of the middle people could siphon that off and they could you know, help. And that's where this charitable idea came into play. Of, let's do something beyond slinging flip-flops, right? We wanted to do yeah. something that made a difference. And that's where our initial idea for flops fighting cancer was born and really hopefully giving back in some capacity. We knew we wanted to help kids, right? We were starting a family. It kind of all dovetailed really nicely. We didn't know where that would be. And Lila and I started doing some research and we're pretty stunned to learn that pediatric cancer is the most fatal disease among kids. And it's actually, it's more fatal than all the other childhood diseases combined. And so we said, okay, look, if we wow. can if we can start a company, and at that time we didn't even know it was going to be flip-flops. So if we can start a company and if in some way we could help supplement families and kids' medical bills that are going through cancer treatment. Let's do that. Like That would be meaningful, and that would give us purpose. So kind of to answer your question in a very roundabout way, yeah, because all the abject poverty, all the siphoning off of help, trying to solve that poverty issue was pretty frustrating to see on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And now wanting to try to solve it in like our own little way, that's, I think, what really became an impetus behind Hari Mari, at least one of them. I think that speaks so much to who you both are, and you both have hearts the size of Texas. And it is, it's such a beautiful thing. One of the reasons we wanted to have you on The Good Stuff is because of the perseverance that we know that it took to actually launch this dream that you had. I know you guys went through research and development phase for two or three years, and then when you were finally ready to actually start selling the flip-flops, the first few weeks of business were a complete disaster. Yeah, they were beyond a disaster. I mean, imagine building up the anticipation for two years. For both of us, it was a new career, right? I mean, we have both had separate careers before this. We wanted to do something together and really kind of make something our own. So we'd also said goodbye to paychecks and previous careers and like all in on this. All in. Yeah. With a new mortgage and a baby. Yeah. We made the really smart decision of starting a family and a company at the exact same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So we were, we were literally two weeks away from, from launching. I'd visited China a bunch. We Frankenstein together our favorite flip-flop and gone to visit 20 different factories and found one factory. And I grabbed Lila's brother, who's like 20 or 19 at the time, because I need like a travel companion to go to China with me. And we went and sat on this factory line, like literally like Laverne and Shirley did it for, you know, a week in the factory, like looking at all the pairs go by because we had everything of our savings invested in this. So it had to be perfect. We weren't going to skimp and we weren't going to take our eye off the ball. So we watch every pair go by. We take a, you know all the pairs off that were DQ'd and disqualified and not up for selling. And we put it in a pile next to us. And guy would come along every hour and take the box away of the bad pairs and go throw them in the trash. And so fast forward to now the flip-flops are on the boat and they're coming into the U.S. And 
we're two weeks away from launching. This was February. We were launching in March of 2012. And so much anticipation. Lila had been running press and media, and we had all this great launch planned. And, and lo and behold, we get a call from Customs. And very simple, very matter of fact, your product does not pass muster in terms of its markings. Markings mean just the stickers that are on it, right? Made in China stickers specifically. We said, well, what do we need to put on there? And the guy said, well, there's not good enough. So immediately we ran out to all the stores, started taking pictures of all the markings of all the other brands and comparing them to ours. Like, look, ours is actually, you know, ours are bigger. <laughs> we, it says made in China Gary larger. Was taking pictures like with a ruler to send to the guy to be like, no, look, I, I promise, like we did this right. Well, it turns out like we got this guy in his first week on the job, uh-huh. the inspector. And Something from what prove. we came to find out later, right? Uh, Super. Yeah. <laughs> so there was, uh, I think there was a need to make an impression that day, and we became the example. The choices were were presented to us um, pretty cleanly. It was either one, you get your friends and family to come and do it yourself, or two, you pay the uh, bonded warehouse in, in Dallas, South Dallas, where we had our product sitting. You pay the workers there to sticker all 25,000 pairs that were coming in on the first shipment. That was the choice we had to make. It was a total gut punch because obviously we couldn't afford to hire anybody to do anything at that point. It was just Jeremy and I and my brother was helping and we had called friends and family and we're like, hey, we'll give you flip-flops for life. I mean, will you please come help us? Aiden was five months old at this point. We put her in a pack and play and parents, Jeremy's dad, friends. Would would you guys say that Hari Mari would be where it is today without friends and family? No. Absolutely not. Okay. I was I mean, just no. curious. No way. But how, how did that call go? Because everybody knows you've sunk your entire savings into starting this big dream. You're anticipating the launch and then... Well, my parents already thought we were crazy for starting a flip-flop company in the first place. That's fair. I and mean, most people did. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? You have a baby. You've said goodbye to lucrative careers. Right. And... Not only are you starting a flip-flop company, but you're not going to do it out of California. Like, everyone was worried, <laughs> this right? Kinda, this kind of, like, started to prove their theory that yeah. we were insane. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> see? Like, and my parents the- also knew that we had sunk in on all of our savings. Everything. So my mom wasn't like, told you so. She was like, when and where do I need to be? Awesome. And that's how it was with the majority of our family. And our friends, too. And a lot of our friends. Yeah. So this is February in a bonded warehouse and. South Nasty. Dallas. No air conditioning, filthy no heat. dirty. It was cold. It was not it wasn't hot. It was cold. It was freezing. I must have blocked it out of That's my why we had like, because we had like fifty blankets around our newborn yeah, like our right. freeze to death. When the customs agent called, obviously you gathered the troops and said, Come on, let's go. We've got to go do this. It was do or die. But you'd put everything into this and then you've got this one guy yeah. who's clearly brand new on the job, ego, whatever it is, he's gotta make his stand. What what was that like? You know, you get this call from this guy and then you're having to deal with him. You're sending him pictures of stickers with a ruler next to it. It was a one sided conversation. It was you can argue all you want, little Hari Mari, whatever that is. <laughs> but either you're gonna re sticker these or they're gonna sit. Oh, and by the way, every day they sit, we're charging you for storage fees. So it was a falling knife syndrome. We had to do it in some capacity. I had to find a way to do it. And that, in terms of Hari Mari, became the very first time we were like, okay, you know, roll up your sleeves. Like, who else is going to do it? Let's you go. never had the thought, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Or maybe we should just stop now. No. No. So legit. Okay, but then follow up to that. Do you think that stemmed from desperosity or it stemmed from Conviction. conviction? 
sheer determination. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No question. I mean, we had told everybody we we're going to do this. So part of this was like, all right, we really have to go do this. Clearly, there was a part of it, too, where we'd invested and we knew that we had to get it done. Part of it, too, is like, let's go do it. Watch this, you know? I mean, that was just the beginning. So we get in there and our friends and family, we start opening up the boxes, you know, taking pair by pair out. And each pair had to have two stickers. I remember this very clearly. Two stickers applied to two different places, right? I think somebody, it was like your your brother or one of our friends said, like, are they supposed to look like this? The flip-flops. <laughs> the flip-flops. We're like, yeah, what do you mean? And like went over to look at one of the pairs that he pulled out of the box and it was completely deformed. Something you would never see on a shelf, like the rubber was like, you know, melted off the back of it. It was terrible. But we still had to resticker them. So like imagine, I don't know how many boxes, but we had to reopen every box, open every bag, remove the hangers, remove the stickers, resticker, reseal. I mean, everything 25,000 times, like, like literally like bloody fingers at, at the end of it. And what we found by opening more is that the deeper we got into it, the more that one pair that they found at was the very beginning. Not just one. It was not just one. It was not an anomaly. It was it was like par for the course. So and we came to find about half of our total order that had come in was complete defective. And so when we were at the factory backing up a few months, all those pairs that we had taken off the line and we're so proud of ourselves that we, you know, thank God we came and did this trip because all those pairs would have come to Dallas. Well, they all did come to Dallas. They just got put back in at the very end after we left to our order. So that's where we were. And that was that was how our hopes, our dreams are, you know, we had these high positive aspirations for what you think about the launch of your brand after two years and then just this complete gut punch going into it. And that was just the beginning. Day one, right? The next part was the worst when we literally got through stickering all these these pairs, 25,000 pairs over half seven days. Half of which days, you can't sell. Half of which we can't sell. We said, okay, look, now our, our launch is a week away. I remember this very clearly. I, I called my accountant. I'm like, you won't believe this. We have half of our pairs we can't sell. Like, what can we do from an accounting perspective? Can we get like a, a, like a write-off? <laughs> He's like, let me, let me explain what a write-off is to you. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't get a write-off. He's like, I would just trash them all right there. And Lila and I looked at each other like, nah, we, we're not going to trash these. We've got to do something with them. We've got to make a positive out of this negative experience. And so Lila started doing some research. and So we got married in Guatemala. And so we, it obviously has a special place in our heart. And we'd met this guy that lived in our neighborhood. And he was the CEO of a nonprofit. The nonprofit's sole purpose was, no pun intended, was to get shoes from companies like ours and get them to second, third world countries. So get them out of distribution, um, but also do some good with it. So he's who we called. Just days before we were about to launch, and truck backs up to our warehouse. We loaded, so 25,000 pairs. We loaded about 12,000 pairs onto the truck. And these are the defunct ones. These are the ones we could not sell. These are the ones that are all defective. And keep in mind, we, ha we had already paid for those. So right. it's not like... And restickered them. Yes. And restickered them. This is a painful day. It was really painful. So we waved goodbye. We're feeling good about ourselves for trying to make something, you know... Because he told us, he was like, well, these are going to get to Guatemala. You guys are going to do some good with these. So we were thankful for that piece, right? To make the best out of a really crappy situation. So the two days before our launch, I remember we had, we're had having dinner. and No, no, no. That's later. No, it's not. And you started looking through your phone and you started seeing these things pop up. 
right before we were about to launch these like sales oh, yeah. notices. Timeline. I blocked it all out. It was so traumatic. No <laughs> to be fair, Lila, I mean, you asked Jeremy how long y'all were married. <laughs> 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 yes, this was 10 years ago. So I'm on Instagram. And at that point in time, no one had Hari Maris yet. Like they weren't out. We were restaurant having dinner and Lila started searching the hashtag Hari Mari because we had started posting stuff about, you know, flip-flops are coming, the launch is coming, you know. Yeah, trying to tee it up. Trying to tee it up, yeah. tease the launch. And we had press outlets involved in the launch. And so Lila started running through the hashtag Hari Mari. And she's like, oh my God, you won't believe this. Someone is advertising for, there's Hari Mari, hashtag Hari Mari <sighs> flash sale. And someone's advertising for $3 pairs of Harimaris. Keep in wow. mind, we sell them for <laughs> at that point for 60 I mean, panic. Like, total panic. I'm like, freaked out. This is one week before you go hot. This is a few days. Two days. Yeah. Oh. Freaked out. So I immediately call the guy, the CEO of this nonprofit, and he ghosts me. Of course. So I called him repeatedly, emailed him repeatedly, didn't re- never responded. So I called the office and I got some guy on the phone. Of the nonprofit? For the nonprofit. And they just were completely and totally dismissive of me. And we knew it was them because we hadn't sold a single pair. Yeah. Those were the only pairs that had been outside of our own inventory control. So I did some cyber stalking and found out the name, home address, and cell phone number of the dude that owned the flash sale site. And so I called him and told him who I was. And at first he was being a total prick. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I have your home address. So if you don't want to play ball and tell me where you got them, I'll be on your doorstep in an hour. Totally bluffing. Right. But like, I was fuming at that point. Right. You know? I could totally see you doing that. And, <laughs> um, she, she has done it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been scared to, I'll put it that way. Anyway, so he told me that he bought them at a flea market in LA. So I go online and start doing some research. And this nonprofit, they had several class action lawsuits against them from other brands for donating product to them and they ended up reselling it. Awful. Yeah, can't do that. Lesson learned the hard way. So we were panicked. We're like, oh my God, we haven't even started this thing and the market could be totally tainted because we don't know how many people have seen it. I mean, we know it's 12,000 plus pairs. Like that could ruin us before we even started. So we're so excited. Weeks heading into this very difficult period and our Brimming with confidence, and here we go finally after all this time. And brand new baby, yeah, brand new new baby. You know, the sales are gonna start rolling in as soon as we launch. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Take me back to March 2012, the day the website launches. Like, it's finally time to go. All this stuff has happened in the the weeks leading up to it. So Jeremy's alarm goes off like 4 a.m. or 3.30. I'm like, look over. I'm like, what are you doing? We had Thrillist set to feature us the day that we were turning on the website. He's like, we're going to have so many web orders. I got to get up there. We're going to have orders to fill, orders to pack. I'm like, okay, well, I'll see up there like at a normal hour, like at 8.30 or something. (laughs) And um, we were hoping to get hundreds of orders on our first day. I think we got 11, like seven of which, or maybe eight, maybe all of them were from our family. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It's pretty funny. Got to start somewhere. What were Mm -hmm. you thinking at that time? <laughs> it's disappointment a, it was, it for was, sure. Yeah, it's total disappointment. Yeah. And in fact, the first two weeks, three weeks of you know everything around the launch was problematic, right? It's yeah. like, man, this is the beginning. Like, this is supposed to be the best time. This is supposed to be the easiest time. You're like, it's only supposed to get harder from here. But it was a test. I mean, it was a test for sure. Like, do do you really want to do this? Do you all really want to do this? Okay, you know what you're getting yourselves into. Like, either you do, or you don't. So. It was a test and a series of tests. Yeah. Yeah. And here here it's game day. You've done all this research. You've done all the media, all the leading up to it. And then, yeah, disappointment. So what are you thinking day two? We always laugh because our mantra has been just like, get punched in the nose and come back for more the next day. And because inherently entrepreneurs are problem solvers. They like to problem solve. It's kind of like it's an addiction, right? And we have that addiction. We have a problem solving addiction, right? Let's figure this thing out together. I think doing it together was what really made this possible. And you all know, it's like all those challenges, all those hurdles. And if we hadn't been doing this together, I guarantee you we wouldn't have gotten out of the first month of business, let alone 10 years later. Because we have each other and because we're able to bounce things off each other and share the same experiences and know when things are going poorly, know when things are going well, you know. But doing it together has been an incredible experience. I think he's trying to earn some bonus points today, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think it's great. No, and again, you know, Jake and I work together in multiple capacities, and so we get it. And getting to work alongside your best friend, getting to work alongside your life partner, but someone who knows you and you can almost anticipate. I mean, you two are a great couple that balance each other out so well. It's not surprising that you've been so successful in this. That's the other fun piece about working with somebody you're so close with your spouse, because you are made acutely aware (laughs) <laughs> of your weaknesses, right? And that can come through, you know, <laughs> a knockdown, drag out fight, or it can just become through self reflection. And I think that a lot of the ways we have grown 
uh, over the years have been because we work together and we're able just to call each other out and say the things you would normally never say to somebody you work with professionally. And I think when we first started, the way we said them was probably a bit harsh, at least from, from my end. Well, well, who from, am I kidding? From, 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 from Lila to yeah. Jeremy, just who I, to clear that up. Who am I kidding? Yeah, from your end too. But we've become way better about communicating in ways that, you know, aren't as harsh or direct, but still are honest with each other. And so I know, for example, that Lila is an incredible salesperson, right? She could get on the phone. She could sell anybody our flip-flops. And I don't have that same skill set, right? She could get on the road for a month at a time and go all the retailers, all the trade shows. I don't have that ability. I'm, I'm, a, I'm tethered, you know, to home. And I think she would probably say there are things I do that she can't do. But we've learned them. And we've learned them so well now that we rarely ever cross into each other's lanes and because we, we respect each other so much more now than I think when we first did. We had no idea what we were doing, right? But I think we have a little bit better understanding of each other now. And that is, has made our marriage stronger. It's made our friendship stronger. And we always joke, but it, we're serious that, yeah, we're a married couple and we started this business together. And somehow we're still married. And somehow even further, like, we still like each other. Day two was, we were like, okay, we got to pivot a little bit here. And originally we were thinking about just being an e-com business only. So we were talking and I think we had to shift strategies a little bit and decide that we need to open this up to wholesale. We've got a little over 15,000 pairs we need to sell. And it's clearly not going to happen on harimari.com anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just occurred to us at that point we might yeah. need to start selling. Like It didn't occur to us the three months previous when we placed we should, an order, yeah. or four months previous when we placed an order, that maybe we should go start selling this to stores. So I threw our 12 SKUs in my car and drove all over Texas um, for the next month. Came back, took a break, and then my car, I had a total jalopy at the time, so then barred my grandmother's Cadillac and then literally drove like all over to the East Coast, hitting up as many stores as I could, and then back. And it was Hilarious. I could see Lila and her caddy <laughs> slinging flops across the East Coast. I'm a car guy. Y'all both know that. Do you remember what type of caddy? I'm just curious. <laughs> I really don't. I wish I'd taken pictures yeah, and a, documented it. Was it was definitely a Fleetwood. It, it was, was bright like red. A, I remember that. It was like a bright red. It had one of those like hand tops on it, like a oh, green yes. colored top All on right. it. So yeah. straight up grandparent caddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Got yeah. it. And I think on top of that, it was like our first intern, Lila, somehow co-opted to go with her. So the girl was like straight out of college, just graduated. She jumped in the car to Lila and went East Coast. I think the girl like lasted she quit a week later. After, but. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what am I doing in a Cadillac, you know, cruising through Florida panhandle <laughs> with this crazy nutso woman who's, you know, going about flip-flops. So, but, you know, the funny thing about working together, too, is I'm sure you guys experience this. Like, when you first start, like, you don't know what your lanes are. You're just, you're swerving all over the place, just trying to find, you know, something. Yeah, or boundaries or limits Nothing. or anything. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. There is a... Yes, dear. Yeah, there... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there is... But that's the thing. Yeah. If it was a yes, dear thing, it wouldn't work. Exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't work. I have to be challenged. So does she. And I think that that's what's... In the chemistry with you guys, it was evident on the first day that 
And I didn't meet you together the first time. I remember that too. But it's palpable. You know, it's the good energy. It's the good stuff. Hearing more of your story and hearing things that, you know, we've never heard even. Like it explains it. It explains so much of not only your unbelievable grace, but your grit. You know, because you can't have one without the other. Firm believer. The fact that you guys struggled the way you did, and you saw struggle and suffering, but you saw it well. How much sweeter is the success now, knowing where you started? See, we're weird. Like, we don't consider ourselves successful by any stretch of the imagination. We don't. There'll be times we'll stop down maybe, you know, once a year, and we'll pat ourselves on the back, and then it's like eyes forward and keep going, you know? We just and feel like we have a long way to go. Long way to go. And, and so it's easier oh, today. So you don't, you refuse to settle. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not just, you all have the same personality types. Like the achievements, they're not meaningful enough or they don't come frequently enough, I think, maybe compared to some other folks, to really stop down and take the time to to mark them. We probably should more. And we always say that, you know, we should, you know, mark the milestones more. But we just don't because it's always just like, hey, do this today. Okay, great. What about this, though? (laughs) You know, like... Yeah, here's the success. Okay, great. Okay, what about our challenges? And we always go back to the challenges every single day. So there's no rear view. And, you know, there's always like straightforward looking ahead. And maybe that's goes back to kind of that masochist entrepreneurial spirit. Like, and that's not to say there's no joy. Like, we love doing this. We love doing it with one another. It's just there's so much that we're just never satisfied with and just want to keep going, keep going, keep going. So, we're like, there's just so much more we want to do yeah. with it. I feel like we've just scratched the surface with Hari Mari in terms of product and company size and philanthropy and freedom flops and kick-ass ambassadors and... Yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think that that's, what, uh, that's what's beautiful about it. I have people tell me a lot, like, Jake, you need to write a book. And I'm like, ah, I mean, nah. I don't feel like I'll know when it's time. It's not time. I'm not done yet. I actually did a podcast and the guy asked me, you know, what was your home run? And I thought about it for a minute because I usually give genuine answers. I very rarely shoot from the hip without intention. I said, you know, DBD, Hmm. to be determined. I'm not dead yet. Yeah. You You guys are a lot like that. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. What would you say is, if you could name one, the biggest lesson you've learned through this whole story that you shared with us, the launching of your American dream that could help others? I think we're going to have wildly different answers again. But I love. I think I just <laughs> love it. I love that. So whoever just wants to go first. I'll go. Because they're both invaluable. I'll go. I, I mean, I, I know mine easily. Mine's just, mine's faith. Uh, I don't think I've ever told you all this story, but I, I didn't grow up going to church. I was not in a religious family by any name or mention, but it's been a long time since I prayed. But you want to like starting a business, like you're just, you're going through, it's like the gauntlet every day, right? You're just getting your ass handed to you every <laughs> single day. And, you know, whether it's trying to meet payroll or pay the bills or making sure that the customer's happy, getting inventory in or dealing with defection, you know, whatever it is, it's like, there's a multitude of things, right? And I remember three or four years into Hari Mari, one morning I just woke up and we were financially just like the gas tank was empty, right? And we oh, I love this. It was just kind of one of the bottom points. I remember this. And I, I just woke Did up. Did you like, say this is three to four years in? Three, four years in, yeah. And at this point, I'm talking about leaving to get a full time job so yeah. we have an income. Okay. Like yeah. that's where we are. Yeah. Which I was devastated because I'm like, oh my God, I love Hari Mari. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. But like we literally couldn't afford yeah. anything. We still I think at this point we still weren't taking a salary. And literally our savings had gone from investing everything in Hari Mari, having a little bit left over to having really nothing left over, right? So we're like, okay, what are we doing? I woke up at three or four in the morning and I just prayed for the first time in probably like 20 years, honestly. I was like, I don't know what's going to come of this. And I don't, I don't need a sign. I just want, I just want to know that you're with me, right? You're with us. You're with what we're trying to do. And so I got up, couldn't go back to bed, got up, went to the office early I'm sitting in the office. It's like nine o'clock and our warehouse manager comes in. He walks in the door. He said, hey, are you expecting somebody here? I'm like, no, what do you you mean? He's like, well, got a group here that says they're they're looking for something. I'm like, I don't know what a group would be doing here at our office. He said, well, okay, I'll go deal with them. So he goes back out. He comes back five minutes later. He's like, I really think you should come out here. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, they're looking for a church. I'm like, what? So like I walk out and there's this group of five people. They were in town basically with a thousand other people. They're all going out to different businesses and churches and praying with those churches. And they had a maps go. And apparently our old office used to be a church. So they walked in and they said, what can I help you with? And they're like, well, we're here looking for this church. And I'm like, well, this is a, a, a flip-flop company. And they show me the, like, you know, the old printout for the maps go, you know, we all used to use those. And it had the name of a church on it. And I said, okay. I'm like, well, can you just tell us about your business? Like, we're not, we, if you don't have time, we'd love to visit with you. I'm like, great. So I walked them through the business. We spent like an hour talking. Two of the people had actually, they were like 20 years old and they had been living in Indonesia, which was a crazy coincidence. And we started speaking in Indonesian, which is like, okay, this is odd. And finally, not a coincidence. Yeah, not right. Coincidence. Exactly. But my faithless brain didn't know any better at the time, right? And so 
you know, we have an open floor plan in our office. You all seen it, right? Everyone can see everyone. Everyone can hear everything. There's no privacy whatsoever. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero. And this, this woman turned to me and she said, well, we're going to go here in a bit, but if you don't mind, we'd really like to pray with you. I said, like, here? Like, right here? <laughs> in front of people? You mean in front of everyone? <laughs> yeah, in front of everyone. And that was God's way of saying, it's your time to either step up and be a person of faith, be a man of faith, step into the role that you're asking for, or don't, you know, shy away and coward away. And so we formed a circle right there, you know, in front of all of our employees. And like, for me, that was a pretty big deal. And prayed there and, and they prayed for our, our business. From that point on, I just have had an incredible investment in faith in just digging into the Bible, which I'd never read before in my life, just being a little closer in, the, in that walk than I ever was. And I'll tell you all that there have been so many times, I feel like my eyes were probably just not open at this point, but there have been so many things that somebody called them recently, God winks, and which I think is a great term where things just happen and things happen at a right time or a moment that you could never anticipate. And there is no other explanation for it. And the fact that God is with you on this stay in faith, it's incredibly hard, incredibly challenging. There are never times where we ever want to quit, but there are times when we are pulling our hair out and have just felt like we can't go another day. And there will always be something faith-wise that we experience or see or even with each other or with our kids. Or it's like, you know, suck it up. Like, suck it up and keep going because this is why you're here. This is what you're meant to be doing. And if you have faith, you'll continue to do it. Follow that, Lila. Well, I know that's really hard to do, <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that because um, that was a pretty low period for us in terms of like, what do we do? How can we afford this? Like, how can we make this happen? And this is around the same time. This, this Within a week of each other. Yeah. So literally around this time, Jeremy and I are both praying, asking the universe for a sign. Like, what do we do? Because I he was going to continue on Hari Mari, but it was like, what do I do? Do I go have a, get a bring in a paycheck, essentially? And I was begging the universe for a sign. And a girlfriend of mine had given me Joanna Gaines' book to read. She's like, you've got to read this book. There's so much relatability, husband and wife team starting a business while they're starting a family. You should read it. And at that point in time, I I didn't know who they were. I'd never seen Fixer Upper. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, there's a reason why someone's, I'll read it. So I started reading it and I couldn't put it down. She was just really honest and raw. And I loved, I loved that. At the end of the book, I, I walk into the living room and I'd been telling Jeremy how much I was enjoying the book and why. So it's a Saturday morning. I just finished it. And it was so great for me. I was like pissed it was done. Like one of those books, you know? <laughs> and I literally walk into the living room and Jeremy shushes me. He's like, shh, shh, shh. I'm like, what? And the TV is on. And it's the first time we've ever watched Fixer Upper in our home ever. Joanna Gaines is on the screen at that exact moment wearing a pair of Hari Maris. Literally within days, that incident happens with Jeremy. And then... You know how like women go online and they'll Google well, who is what is so and so wearing or what yep. shoes. So next thing I know, uh, yeah, people, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ashley can Jane, relate. Jane, I was talking about doing it right after this. Yeah. So. <laughs> so literally right after that, People Magazine in style, like all these magazines published. These are the flip flops that Joanna Gaines wears, and sales 
skyrocketed on harimari.com and nordstrom.com and zappos.com. And I was like, well, I got my sign. Yep. <laughs> and ever since that day, his for that reason, which is a little more meaningful in mine because that was my sign. Literally, I've never, I've never questioned what we're doing and that we should give up or stop or sell or whatever. It's, it's our story, you know? I need more swag. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just... <laughs> All right, three final questions we ask everyone. Okay. So we're going to ask y'all if you want to both answer them or individually, either way. And I know this list, just like Jake's, could be very, very long. But if you could think of one organization or person or maybe group of people, and you've already mentioned one, that have truly made an impact on who you are. My mind instantly goes to both of my grandmothers. They were so incredibly different, but they were both so fiercely independent and characters in their own right. And I think having two grandmothers like that who were very, very prominent in my life and a big part of my life that basically taught me, hey, let let your freak flag fly. Whatever that looks like, just do it. So because of that, I never felt like, oh, is this okay to be in business and to be running my own business or getting on the road and driving six months in my grandmother's Cadillac across country to go sell in the heart, whatever that was. Having that type of strong female figure, two of them, was like so beneficial and just incredible for me. That's where I go to initially. And I could answer that question in a million different ways, but those are the first two things that come to mind. That's beautiful. I dig that. Yeah. We had the same, yeah, Mimi and Memo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, huge influencers on our life and, yeah. and our personalities and our drive and, and all you, of it. You know, and you saying that made me think about. Of course, you know, I thought about Mimi right away. Right. It, I never understood the strong man or whatever. Mm. Like it, it was always very foreign to me because I was like, well, what do you, what does that mean? Like, because my grandmother's the strongest human being I know. Yeah. It never made sense to me. And I'm grateful for that you know, because it's everybody has got the ability to exude strength. It's a choice you make. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, God rest your soul. Jeremy? No, I mean, I think it's very similar. I think it's just I think it's just family in general. I mean, like we told you guys, when we first told our families, I mean, we just moved back. Like, okay, what are y'all doing now? And we both quit our jobs. We're <laughs> jobless. Well, we're starting a flip-flop company, of course. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, no, really, what are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, after that initial conversation, they kind of realized we were serious. Yeah. And, and they've been so stinking supportive. Mm-hmm. And like, it just goes to show, like, whatever our kids want to do, it doesn't matter. It's like, just be good at it. You know, mm-hmm. just invest in it and be good at it. And be like, happy doing be it. Be happy doing it. Yeah. And like, that's, that's, all that that's all that matters. And so, I mean, I just hope like we can, and I know we will, pass that forward, pay that forward to our kids and to anybody, you know, anybody else. Just go do what you want to do. And parents not only supported us, with a little bit of money and investment here and there, but really with their time, which, I mean, they're taking our kids while we're traveling to trade shows, which was first couple of years of our business or while, you know, you're out selling or I'm visiting the factory or being present at all of our Harimari functions. I mean, they're at every single one, you know, my dad will walk around Nordstrom and be like, you know, that's brand. Um, <laughs> I've heard of it before. It's called Harimari. You may want to check it out. You know, they're like, are you like the dad of somebody? Like, okay, I got to go. You know, like, <laughs> that's like but that's the type of stuff that our families would do, you know? That was a secret. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. What do you do to unwind? 
to take care of yourself and selves because clearly you take care of each other as much as you do your kids. Or is like we like to call it, you know, what's your what's your healthy selfish look like? Travel, wine, and working out. Boom. I think you spend time with kids because it allows me to be a kid and forget everything else. It's, it's making just me like, look bad. Put it down. <laughs> put it. Put the phone down. Be with them. Be present. And I started this thing where I come home for work and have done for like the last five or six years. Come home from work, phones off for or for not off down for two three hours. Put the kids down. Phones comes right back on. But at least that two or three hour window, it's just like being present and, and trying to. So vital. Try to get out of, you know, business, blah, 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 whatever the heck you're doing, you know, just be with them. I think it's beautiful, though. I mean, on both sides, it's like, you know, simple answer, right, Lila? But it goes way deeper. It goes way deeper than that. Jeremy, I mean, trust me, I, I, spent, I spent a lot of time not being yeah. the dad I needed to be. We all do. And I take a lot of pride. In the fact that I'm the dad I am now. And I bet you both of them would be like, sometimes it's too much. And I do not care. I do not care. Because it was, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, you're only going to be who you are right now at this age, just like you are today. And tomorrow it's going to be completely different. And I'm going to drink that in. Yeah. And especially with having more than one thumb more with the Grim Reaper. Yeah. You know, like I, I truly do value each breath and I bitch a lot about a lot of stuff I have to go do yeah. but it's uh I'm so family focused because of that I think it's you know I've evolved into that it's a, a beautiful thing and I think it's so rewarding like unbelievable pains in the ass but and but the biggest blessing you could possibly think of ever you, you can know? say it more perfectly yeah last question what feeds your soul People. <laughs> yeah. Good people. You all know it. You know when people are good and people aren't. That's why we love hanging out with you guys because, like, when you're a net positive contributor to this world, that's meaningful. I mean, you could stick around and tear things down and bitch all day and deconstruct, but people are building something in their lives and, and hopefully providing aspirations to their families, to their kids, to their children, to their listeners. To do something similar, I think that's that's meaningful. That's that's fun. That's fun having conversations with you guys. Like I really enjoy, it's like sitting down, like even shooting the the bull. You know, it's fun just to talk. You know, because I learn something talking from you guys every time. And when you learn something from somebody, like that's fun. Even better, right? Yeah. Even though you just went through the most traumatic week you had of your, of your business <laughs> history, like it's still, it, it feeds your soul because of everything that you've gained. Um, Lila, Jeremy Stewart, founders of Hari Mari, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for opening up and sharing that story, sharing part of yourself. Just your, your presence makes me want to be bigger, better, stronger, faster. Likewise. And just love you both. Love you too, man. Just wow. Right? Lila and Jeremy Stewart of Hari Mari. Just wow. Yeah. What an incredible story. I mean, I, I can't say that I wouldn't have given up at some point. You throw everything into this business and then you get taken or you got got. And then thousands and thousands of orders. Redo them. And they're flawed. Right. They're not even sellable. The epitome right. of just tenacity of going forward and saying, no, we're going to accomplish this no matter what. 
It's, yeah, I mean, they're proof positive that everybody's rock bottom is different. Just like I learned in the Marine Corps, that your mind will give up long before your body. And with all of this adversity and all these different things thrown at them, with a newborn baby, no less. Right. And they call on their family to go into this freezing warehouse, which is an oxymoron because it was in Dallas. I know. To redo all these boxes and all these stickers and all these everything, just to redo all of it. It's inspiring to know because they knew, you know, we can't quit. They're just, they're not quitters. They're right. not going to quit at anything. And that's why they've been able to do so much good. Which is the whole purpose of starting this company. The whole reason they wanted to start Ari Mari was to go do good and be able to contribute and give back. And it just goes to show you and prove everyone has a story. You see that sleek brand, you see those nice high-end, whatever, there's a story behind that. And we were just so thrilled to be able to tell this one. And especially for the entrepreneurs out there, you know, it's not a nine to five. You don't get time off. You don't get to kick back and relax. That's earned. Even when you're not working, you're thinking about it. Right. And it's something that we've all experienced that been able to help build on a brand and just you pour your everything into it all while being a spouse or all while being a father or mother and having to be whatever you are to the community. It's a lot, but living well and being a leader and living a life worth writing about is a lot. Absolutely. And we hope y'all are as inspired as Jake and I are by the Hari Mari story and definitely check out this company because they're doing incredible things. If there's someone you know or you can think of that might need a little inspiration today, be sure to share this episode with them and connect with us because we'd love to hear whatever stories you've got and or have heard along the way. We'd we'd love to share them here on The Good Stuff. And remember to lean in, love hard, and live well. And you can't do the last one without fully doing the first two. We love you all. Go be great. Thanks for listening to The Good Stuff. The Good Stuff is executive produced by Ashley Schick, Jacob Schick, Leah Pictures, and Q Code Media. Hosted by Ashley Schick and Jacob Schick. Produced by Nick Casolini and Ryan Countshouse. Post-production supervisor, Will Tindy. Music editing by Will Haywood-Smith. Edited by Mike Robinson. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.